Hello, and welcome to Site Visit, a podcast about architecture everywhere. I'm your host, Ashley Bigham, and I'm joined by my co-host, Eric Kerman. Before the coronavirus pandemic, Site Visit operated according to a simple format, one that called for an architectural visit to a site in person, and then a conversation about that experience. Since the world has gone into lockdown, our ability to explore architecture beyond our front doorsteps has been put on pause. And instead, we're finding ourselves analyzing and recontextualizing the buildings and spaces which we're most familiar with, our homes. Over the next several episodes, SiteVisit will speak with architects from around the country about the places they've been quarantining since the lockdown began. Now that our homes have transformed into our studios, conference rooms, lecture halls, and fabrication labs, we're eager to understand how practitioners and professionals in architecture have re-engaged with their immediate environments and what they've discovered about the new ways that they're experiencing it. On today's episode, we spoke with Hiba Bhatti, project architect at Valerio DeWalt Train and recipient of the Architect Foundation's Jason Pettigrew Memorial ARE Scholarship. Hiba is also a stand-up comedian. She's performed at the Second City in Chicago and co-produces comedic videos with her sister on their YouTube channel, Uncivilized. Hiba is home in Glenview, Illinois, quarantining with her family. We began by asking her to describe where she's been quarantining and how she's had to change or adapt the domestic space over the past few months. Yeah, totally. I mean, I don't really know if I can call it my living space because I still live with my parents. Um, I'm I'm 30 years old and I live with my parents, folks, and it's it's a thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, maybe I should just clarify that I'm I'm Pakistani American and this is just fair game um, in in that culture. But um, yeah, so I live with my family in the burbs um, in Chicago, and so we're all kind of quarantining in the same house. Um, and I'm also there with three out of my four siblings. So we're definitely treating our home in a different way than we normally would have um, or we have in the past. Um, and our house like isn't super big. So we've all kind of like claimed our portions of the house in a way that we didn't need to before. Um, so for example, like we have one member who has just taken over the living room at like the futon in the living room as their bedroom. So like that's a makeshift bedroom. And then like me and my sister, we share a room um, and, and we share a bed. Um, and so basically like due to coronavirus we've um swapped like where we sleep so our heads are six feet apart which to be honest like there's no reason for that to happen but like my parents have requested this and like a bunch of other things for us to do like in the house like why else would someone be like sleeping in the living room instead of their bedroom so like they're taking extra precautions and I'm, I'm very grateful for it but it's also like okay like we just we need to coexist in this in this new way right um and so my sister and I are the only two that are actually working from home everyone else is just living at home and so we're like um working throughout this hustle and bustle and so my sister um she is a social worker so she works with confidential clients and so she gets up in the morning and she commutes down the hall into my parents bedroom and then I just kind of like commute vertically and I sit up in my bed and I'm like oh I'm at work so um there's absolutely no live work boundary in our house and I don't think anyone really has one um but it's funny because I'm like still trying to uh make one because like my so like people are still living in our house like my parents have the tv's blasting like 
It's like there are two TVs. They're competing with each other. They're in adjacent rooms, like in our living room. There's like no wall between them. And so they're both like on and there's so much volume. And I'm just like trying to shut the door or like if I hear them outside in our our driveway or something, um, I'll like shut the window or like try to make sure that like no sound comes in when I'm like working from home. And so like there's all of this... Um, stuff that I'm kind of doing that's extra that's not totally normal um, for me to like get through the work day that sounds really um, difficult <laughs> yeah so it's, it's it's pretty funny though because like whatever I'm taking all of this extra stuff into consideration but of course there's like inevitably a time where like I won't be on mute and everyone in, in, in my office will hear the conversation about like where my baba put the onions in the kitchen or whatever like it's just it's I actually kind of like it because it like gives an insight into like people's life that you don't normally see. But it's like obviously something that you need to like adjust to. Um, But I think also quarantine hit at a really unique time for Muslims in general because it happened um, during Ramadan, um, which was a few months ago. And so at that, like not only is my parents house, um, my workplace, but also like my home, it also kind of turned into like our makeshift mosque and community center um, because during Ramadan, like uh, one we fast we usually try to break our fast with our community or like go to the mosque for night prayers and you're doing all of that like in congregation like with all the muslims that you live by and all of that um and so all of that was not like uh, that wasn't allowed um right and so like we basically put prayer uh, like a bunch of prayer mats like in our living room and we have enough people in our immediate family to kind of like fill up all these roles and have a rows and have our own little congregation um, in our home and so in that way like our our house was wearing all of these different hats um, but it ended up being really great actually because like cutting out the commute to work um, especially if you live in the burbs it's like one one plus hours to like take public transport to the city um, taking out the commute to that and like taking out the commute to the mosque and all of these different things that kind of add up throughout the day when, when they're pretty long like while you're fasting anyways um, just gave us a chance to kind of like re- reflect and appreciate Ramadan it just gave us so much more time to just like um, do our own thing. So, um, I didn't, I didn't mind that our home became like all of these different things for us. So something else that I know, so you, you it sounds like most of the work you're doing is you you work at an architectural firm in Chicago. So normally you'd be commuting, but now you're, um, you're not, you're working remotely. Like most people are, you're on zoom calls and different things like that. Totally. Um, but there's another kind of part of, I don't know if you call it work or, um, other, other types of things that you do um, in comedy. So you do stand-up comedy. You make uh, you have a YouTube channel with your sister, um, and you guys do really hilarious skits that I hope our listeners will check out. Um, but that kind of work, I mean, there are live shows that go into that kind of work. Totally. Um, which, of course, are not happening. But, you know, a lot of that work was maybe already you filming yourself at your house or, you know, just kind of in a in a more informal manner and how has that changed are you still doing that is that like too much to do right now has that been an outlet for you oh my gosh yeah I feel like (laughs) well first of all to get through any of this you definitely need a sense of humor um because there's so much going on but yeah the comedy scene in Chicago um has totally kind of changed in that way um, because so much of the shows are in person and you're going on stage and you're performing in front of crowds um, right now kind of lends itself 
to um, like digital content pretty well. Um, and so I think there's definitely like a shift to that. Um, in general, for us, we've been finding like other avenues to continue comedy and continue improv. Um in like a much more digital way. Like for example, my sister and I just had um, a kids virtual comedy class and we invited kids from all over, people from all over came like East Coast, West Coast, even a kid from Senegal um, like came, like uh, joined the class. And it was so cool. It was something that you, we would have never been able to do like outside of quarantine or think like that far. Um, Cause usually we really try to be in person for those things. So, I mean, in that way, um, we kind of adjusted to the challenge um, and like found a new way to, to kind of like keep that, that aspect um, alive because it's like, I don't know, it's such a great outlet and yeah, you don't want to totally give it up. Yeah, no, definitely. That, that sounds great. And um, yeah, I think we, we all need that outlet right now. And so you kind of, you already had a system for um, that comedic relief in your own life. So I'm glad that you've been able to continue that. And I think, probably all of your listeners and followers are enjoying that you have so much new content to discuss right i mean being trapped at home with your family is it seems like could be very funny (laughs) oh yeah when it's not stressful it's probably really hilarious oh it's it's like always hilarious (laughs) uh is there a space that you've developed a new appreciation for yeah i mean there are spaces in their behaviors I feel like that I've that I've created that, that like relate to space that I've created an appreciation for like for example like yesterday um I someone came into the kitchen which is the primary entry like into the house and I heard the door open and for a split second I was like yay so-and-so's home and then I like realized like wait they like never left like we don't leave our house and I was like wow like I can't believe a door creak into our home could like elicit an emotion like that or like remind me of like what the time was like before um because like we just we only leave to get groceries and so I was like oh someone's home from work and then I was like oh oh wait just kidding like no that didn't happen um and so, yeah, like that was like a weird behavior that I noticed. And then also just, I think I, because I am in the burbs, like we do have a little bit more space outside and I totally love like that we have a driveway and a backyard um, because we've had a few like drop-offs um, or wh- where people will come and we'll sit like, again, we're sleeping six feet apart, <laughs> you know, our face are six. So obviously we're paranoid. So we're sitting like 15 feet apart on our driveway with masks on um, and we talk to our friends. <laughs> And it's like, it's nice. I'm like, yes, your head connects to your body. Like, that's what you never see on house party or like FaceTime. So, I mean, and we're still like awkward in person, even more so now, because we're like, how do I hand this off to you? But like, we have enough driveway to like negotiate that transaction. So, I mean, I definitely appreciate like that sort of... um the space that's like still still ours because we're like in our home but like uh we can like kind of spread out and like have people um accommodated on there but there's also this like weird sense of like what hospitality means because like people come and then you can't invite them into your home or you're like well if you need to go to the bathroom just head on back because you ain't coming in here um it's like really I mean yeah and like hospitality is such a big part of like our culture and like 
and and when people come over it's like a big thing and you really try to make them feel at home so like um yeah it was it's like super tough to tell your parents like nope yeah no family can't come over like we're doing we're quarantining right now like I don't know, there's all this stuff to co- sort of negotiate but like super super thankful we got to celebrate Eid which is a celebration after Ramadan like in our backyard with and some family came over and like that was nice um and we all like distanced appropriately um but I think in terms of like a a neighborhood building um, that I, I really miss. I miss libraries. I miss libraries a lot. And one of the reasons is because the train I take to commute, um, it, I pass through, it passes right by my local library. So I'm always walking through there um, pretty much every day, like after my commute. And I just think like, oh, if I could work from home in a library instead of like in my bed, like that'd be so nice because there'd be like light and I'd be surrounded by books and like other people working. Like I real, I think like I, I miss the library a lot so i think that kind of leads into the third question um which is where have you been visiting in your imagination while you can't go is there so libraries is one and i think that's a that's a really great i actually noticed for the first time driving through our neighborhood the other day at a public library that i had never noticed before and Mm -hmm. eric and i drove past it like looking at it sort of wistfully like mm-hmm. oh maybe one day we can go inside that <laughs> building you know it's, right. pretty, it's a pretty nondescript building it doesn't look that exciting but right it's okay. just normal it's like i'll go anywhere yeah, yeah. that's so true it's like what it's like the small things that make you excited totally i mean i've visited so many places in my imagination um during during these few months but i would say like just the chicago comedy scene like i miss that a lot and we touched a little bit about it on it before and i think like the entire uh, comedy community is kind of grappling with like oh like this is so different now because um yeah and especially like i mean just performing and being with my improv teams on stage like that's all um it's all something that you do like outside of yourself. Like you're always in a group environment doing that. Um, and especially like at IO theater, um, which is a big, um, improv hub in Chicago. And it just shut down, um, because of like the pandemic, um, and like financial issues. So I think I constantly am like rethinking my movement, like through the floors, through the spaces, like so vividly, like to the point where I'm thinking of like just the most mundane things, like pushing through the crowds of the lobby to like get to a stage, like, or just like warming up, like in the green room, like right before we go on stage. Cause so much of like improv and comedy is being a part of an ensemble being in close quarters. Like if someone yells like car from the audience as your suggestion, like you all rush to the stage and like you, your, um, your bodies are touching to like create a car, like for, for the scene. Right. So, and like eye contact, um, is super important and you're usually doing that like really close together. And so like, I can't imagine like making a car like six feet apart from one another. Right. Even just like the experience of like being in the theater, like, um, watching a comedy show like having waiters like squeezing in and out of the crowds to like deliver mozzarella sticks or like I don't know just all of that stuff um, has it's like it's just totally different because it all kind of cut like cold turkey and so I'm always imagining like the Chicago comedy scene and and my memory like navigating through that um and so yeah I mean just and just like the architecture of it too and like the memories of it and just like I don't know. It was a very like welcoming place. Like I remember like trying to find like corners to like pray in when it would be like in between shows and people would be passing me, but they wouldn't even question what I was doing. So like just like that environment um, and like not being able to constantly access it on like uh, multiple 
like we went like multiple times a week. So like uh, to just go from going there all the time to not going there at all, I constantly vision it with my imagination. And also because it's like closing down, it's like, okay, I think I can only visit it with my imagination now because I never will be able to go there again. Theaters are so interesting. Architects love to design theaters and think about theaters. And I think, yeah, exactly for all the reasons that you just talked about, there's so many... There's so much kind of formality and structure to a theater, but then also so many informal things are happening everywhere. And it's a type of space that absorbs all of that activity, you know, it mm-hmm. can absorb prayers and also mozzarella sticks and also right. you know, improv, <laughs> but also operas and, you know, like yeah. kind of full gamut of, of artistic performances and also architectural performances. So, um, yeah, we're, we are hoping that those, and I'm sure in, you know, Chicago has such a great history with yeah. theater, you know, yeah, it's very sad to hear that um, some of the three theaters are not going to survive, but um, I'm sure there are others which will thrive as soon as um, we can come back from this. Yeah, so, totally. So, I mean, yeah, we're looking forward. And in the meantime, we'll be watching you on YouTube for sure. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Um, so is there anything else that uh, we didn't ask you about that you wanted to say? Well, I mean, I just think it's even though there are all of these things happening and we are kind of like separate I've actually felt very, very close to people. Um, and so, I mean, I think I honestly, I mean, I think quarantine was just like a way for us to reevaluate, like how we as a community, like mobilize digitally. Um, and especially with what's happening right now, a, a way to like leverage our privilege in like almost a more grand way. Um, and so I think like transitioning to a more extreme like digital connection has made it kind of easy to discuss and plan and like implement ways to um talk about and and tackle like racial inequality and and justice like and i'm thinking about it through um architecture because hopefully that's a way that um I can help. Um, and so like, I know like Yale alum have been coming together and talking about like, okay, what changes can we make at an institutional level? But I'm also like working with coworkers and other architects to think about like our, um, like white firms in general, like across the board and how white they are and how we can like change that. And so I think like in this time, even though it's really heavy, um, to kind of like take this challenge of like being a part, um, on and like getting together and doing that, I think has allowed us to kind of embrace this challenge and like come together on a massive scale to move forward. And so I think hopefully we can continue that momentum um, when we like meet in person again. Hiba, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. To see images of Hiba's home and videos of her stand-up comedy, visit our website. And be sure to check out her YouTube channel, Uncivilized. For Eric Herman, I'm Ashley Bigham. Thanks for joining us.